Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Monday, there's a restaurant consignment auction for refrigeration, cooking and heating, seating, small wares, and much more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Actually, that's for the auction, RollerAuction.com. Then, if you want to get updates at upcoming auctions, RollerAuction.com backslash And MHS. you need to check it out because there's so many auctions going on all the time. Yeah. It's literally a kid in a candy store. That's a really good point because sometimes there are two or three auctions in a week. Right. I'm telling you every day basically about one specific auction, but there might be something else that you are interested in. So why not just see what is out there? That's why you go to the website. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this, and these auctions happen all the time. So go to rollerauction.com backslash MHS. You put in what you are looking for and bang, it goes right to your It's amazing. Yeah. Cool. By the way, uh, if you're in your car, I'm going to break some news for you. It's snowing. Yeah, it is. Um, We probably need to turn on the weather heads uh, at local television to tell us that so we can confirm that. Right. Don't we? What should you do when it snows? Next. No, you should. Next on Channel 7. You should curl up in a ball in the fetal position. Right. Cover yourself with a blanket and just hope that you can survive it. Right. That's the key. Because you chose to live in Denver. Yeah. And this might come as a complete surprise. And but it's snowing it does, in January. It does snow in January. Yeah, and and crazy. by the way, it's going to be 61 on Monday. Well, that's the weather here. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of it the weather It is the here. beauty. Yeah. It is the beauty. And by the way, um, I took I-25 South. Alex, you took I-25 South, right? Uh, just for a couple exits. Just for, just I was on, I was on 225 South. Uh, I-25 wet, but... No problems, knock on wood, no problems at all getting, I mean, it's it's tracking fine. No no big deal. No big deal. And that weather update was brought to you by The Beast. Time we, now for The we Lead. We do have The Weather Beast, right? The, beast. the Lead is presented by Smoke Never and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. I'll tell you what is truly sad. Not about where you work, but generally speaking, any station that has the beast. That automobile is promoted more than you are in your human being. Oh, not even, not even close. Isn't that pathetic? Not even. That doesn't really bother. I, the you know beast. What? There would have been a time in my career that it would have bothered me. You would have been it, insulted. Yeah. Uh it would have bothered me. I don't know about total insult, but it would have bothered me a little bit just because you want to feel what you're doing is part of the picture. You know, like you're a piece. I, yeah. got, I got news yeah. for and you. Not, not in sports, it's not. No. Unless the sales department sells it. Then it's important. Although they use the hell out of me at 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock in A blocks all during Bronco season. And just it, saying. And it kills your happy hour. Okay, with that. <laughs> Uh, I'm always in a happy hour. I think this surprised a lot of people, even including me. Mm -hmm. I did not realize the Atlanta Falcons interviewed 14 candidates for their head coaching job. And a bunch of them twice. Remember when we made fun of, what was it, uh, George Payton for interviewing like eight guys? Yeah. They interviewed 14. 14. We all thought it was going to be Belichick, Bill Belichick. Nope. 
Raheem Morris. He's going to be the new head coach. So Belichick is likely out of this coaching cycle. The Seahawks and Commanders, they have openings. Washington, no interest in pursuing Belichick. No. They're focused on Ben Johnson. Seattle hasn't even requested Belichick for an interview. Dan Quinn's been there twice. Right. With that, are you surprised you didn't get the job? And why do you think you didn't get the job? You know, the only thing that I can think of, yes, I was surprised that he didn't get the job. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I can think of was the amount of control that he was yep. probably demanding. That I mean, I mean, with all due respect to Raheem Morris, who yep. who did spend eleven games there as an interim coach in two thousand twenty, um, and of course had what three years with Tampa, uh, and is a very generally well respected and well liked guy out in L.A. with the Rams. Uh, I, you you don't take Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick unless there are tentacles that that you just don't want to deal with. Come on. If Bill was sitting across the table from me, mm-hmm. I'd say, listen, Bill. You would have sage advice for, the, in for some, the sage? In some states, he would be old enough to be my father. Yeah. Not all states, some states. Mm. So while he is not a peer of mine, he's certainly a generation ahead of me. This is the advice that I would give him. Bill, you have won six Super Bowls. You're going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're one of the greatest coaches of all time. But I just want to let you know something. That a 71-year-old white man should not be demanding full power and control. You don't have the leverage. And by the way, in this coaching cycle of the six head coaches that were hired, four are minorities. Mm-hmm. The NFL wants that, feels it's important, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's very important. My point is, is that at 71 years old, you don't have the leverage anymore. And if you want to run the whole thing, as Bill Parcells would say, if you want to be able to shop for the groceries too, I'm sorry, at 71, you're not going to get that opportunity. And I wonder where his energy is going to be for the second, the next coaching cycle at the age of 72. He's, he's not going to get hired. I don't, he may not. He's done. He may not. You're not. He, let's put something into perspective here. And I put this out on Twitter yesterday. Pete Carroll is not going to get a job either, at least in the NFL. Pete Carroll is 72. Bill Belichick is 71. Mike Shanahan is 71. Mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan last coached over a decade ago. Yeah. Think about that. Right. Over a decade ago. For Carroll, this is it's it's not that it's a young man's game, and it's not that the game has passed by Carroll or Belichick, but they're young up and comers. There are young whoopersnappers mm-hmm. that are going to get these opportunities. Not to mention, you can pay them less, as well. Which leads me to this, and I and here comes the cynic in me. But I did think about. It. I'm like, huh, I'm wondering. If Belichick or Carroll could do something about this, do you think either could make a case, specifically Belichick, that he did not get the job because of age discrimination and that's a lawsuit? Age discrimination. I would have to... It would be tough to prove. Yeah, I would have to know more of the particulars. I I mean... I mean, one of the reasons why he wasn't hired, I'm guessing, is because of age. Now, granted, if you wanted full power, 
who wanted to be the emperor and build another Death Star. How can he not? How could he? How could he go into anywhere and not want complete power? Right. Right. I, I mean, mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with Belichick that either you're going to cop to, and and give it to him, or it's or it's like a hard no. I mean, he he reportedly interviewed twice. I think he probably spent more time with Arthur Blank than I've spent with my wife recently. All I'm hearing is the two of them are together, the two of them are together. He's with a bunch of other people. He's constantly there. I'll, I'll give the Atlanta Falcons credit for one thing. All we knew about, really, was Bill Belichick interviewing. Yeah. How they were able to keep that cloak of secrecy on top of the coaching search, now that we find out they interviewed 14 people. Including ooh. Ajiro Evero, apparently twice. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yep. Uh, yeah. Would you be eager if you were an owner and you were in your 80s? Would you really want to hire a coach in their 70s, honestly, when you have all of these young, up-and-coming guys? I, I think I would want to... I think that I would want to... Hire the, I think I would want to hire the coach that best fit I get my that. vision for the franchise. I and I and and in my case, I'm not a good guy to ask because I don't think age would bother me that much if I felt that that coach could be relatable to today's players. And that's the big rub with these old school guys. Take what I'm about to say as a compliment because it's a hundred percent that way. Okay. I'll ask you, Alex, do you know how old Andy Reid is? Uh, 65. Does Andy Reid even look in the same generation as Bruce, who is 65? No. And that's the difference. In five years, I wouldn't even think twice about hiring you to do a podcast that nobody listens to. <laughs> No, but seriously, it, it is an attitude thing. How spry are yeah, you? Yeah. How do you look? How do you present yourself? My point is, it is hard for me to believe that you are only six years younger than Bill Belichick when he seems about 50 years older than you. Well, he works in a much tougher industry. It ages you more. Uh, but I but I, I don't know. I mean... It, it's all about that's about that's a situational thing. But but the key here, and we've talked about this a lot with Sean Payton vis-a-vis the Denver Broncos. How relatable are in this day and age, with this vintage of athlete, how important is it to be relatable to them? Old school guys can cry out from the porch, uh, you know, get off my lawn. This is gonna be the way it is, it's my way or the highway. Does that really work in this day and age? I don't think Pete Carroll is a my way or the highway. No, I don't guy. either. But Pete Carroll doesn't have as much cachet as Bill Belichick. He's he's not in the. He, he should. Well, I don't know. I don't. I just don't. I mean, I hear you. Not 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 exactly. I hear you. Pete Carroll, as far as a football coach goes, mm-hmm. when people can talk about Jim Harbaugh all day on how great of a coach he is. Jim Harbaugh's resume pales in comparison. Pales in comparison. Well, of course. No, not of course. Well, of course, of course. I mean, pales in comparison to Pete Carroll. You would not know that at first glance. You wouldn't even think twice about it. Yes, I'd rather have Jim Harbaugh as my coach today over Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. But everyone looks at 
Jim Harbaugh is, wow, look what he's done and he's turned everybody around. He has. Pete Carroll's resume laps the pack, laps Jim Harbaugh's resume, and his resume is unbelievable. Again, in case you don't know it, two trips to the Super Bowl. Yep. One, one win, win. Should have been two. And back-to-back AP number one finishes right. in college football. Sure. Then he played for another national championship and lost it. So basically played for three in theory and lost one. Although I'm not in gonna go, I'm not gonna go lap though on Jim Harbaugh, who took Stanford to twelve and one and put him in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Um won a national championship at Michigan, has been in a Super Bowl. He's he's at least He's probably he's not on the same level. No, but at least he is. You don't you don't snap your head and do it, a double take if you're talking about the on. two guys on the same platform. Hold on. One guy led his team to the national title game and won it. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, in theory, and this is because it was different back then, mm-hmm. right. where it was only the top two instead of a playoff. Right. You can make the case Pete Carroll led his team to the championship game. Three times. Yes, that is. I would. Harbaugh, I would say that. Yes. Harbaugh once. Pete Carroll three times. Carroll won it twice, and Harbaugh won it once, doubled it, for for the Super Bowl. Harbaugh led his team there once. Mm-hmm. Once again, double it up for Pete Carroll, and then won it. Yeah. There's no comparison. Yes. Yes. When when, when it's a closer comparison when you compare. Clearly, um, I don't know, Pete Carroll's resume and Nathaniel Hackett. No, no. I, but no, you know what I mean? I hear what you're coming. It is, it's not a fair comparison. What I'm saying is it's close compared to most, but it's still wide. There is, there is one. Here. Hold on a second. You can't compare Sean McVay to Pete Carroll. You can or cannot? You can't. Sean McVay. Sean McVay has won a Super Bowl. Sean McVay is more accomplished than you. Easy. Hold on a second. Than Jim Harbaugh? More accomplished? He's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, but, we're, but we're looking at the totality I, of what has been accomplished. I would rather have Jim Harbaugh's resume mm-hmm. over Sean McVay. That's a good way of putting it. Okay. Without question, I yep. would. Overall. But the truth is, when you look at Pete Carroll's resume mm-hmm. versus Jim Harbaugh, it's not 1A and 1B. It's one and a pretty sizable way to get to two. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're arguing over split hairs. I, I think that Jim Harbaugh is in an argument. He's a great you don't, coach. You don't win the argument with Jim Harbaugh over Pete Carroll. I, I certainly agree with that. And this is why it's apples to apples, because both coached. College football, Mm -hmm. both coached in the NFL. Pete Carroll had a better college career. Yep. And he's had a better NFL career. Minus the Jets. Fine. Right. Or the Patriots. Where was he the head coach? He was with the Patriots. And I think he was with the Jets, too. Yeah. It wasn't good early on. No. But that was a guy that figured it out and got it. I'm not a huge Pete Carroll guy, but you don't diminish the results. Right. Guy was great. Coming up after the break, NFL.com had a great article called Unsung Heroes from Every NFL Team, mm-hmm. One Overlooked Slash Surprise Contributor from Each NFL Team. I love the choice they made. 
but it's completely off base. It's the wrong choice. Right. That's next. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Won't you take me away? Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman, Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, there's a restaurant consignment auction. For refrigeration, cooking and heating, seating, small wares, and much more, auction is open at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, I know it is snowing right now, but the weather is going to clear. Now is a great time to head up to Siltahar Mazda and Broomfield for a test drive. Mazda's, in case you didn't know, routinely ranked top five in affordability, reliability, fuel economy. Yeah, checks every box that you want, right? But there's even more. You want luxury and the durability you need in Colorado. They can fit you into that ride as well. Uh, Hop into their new state-of-the-art showroom. has all the comforts that you would expect. Plus, you get 0% financing on many of their models. Go to Broomfield today for a test drive or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool shit since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. NFL.com's Kevin Potter wrote an article titled, Unsung Heroes from Every NFL Team, One Overlooked Surprise Contributor for Each NFL Team. If Kevin was sitting across the table from me, I'd say, listen, the guy that you chose is a really, really, really good player. He's more than just a guy, okay? He got Pro Bowl votes. He's going to be a third alternate. Yeah. And and I get why you chose him. It makes sense to me as an outsider not covering this team, watching every game while you chose Quinn Miners. About a year, about a year late on that one. Exactly, because there's nothing surprising nothing about what he did, no. and he is far from overlooked. And I think we knew he was going to be their best offensive lineman pretty much from Jump Street, right? Right. Right. Okay. So Good. we got that ticket. Here. With that, if you were writing that article, who would you pick from the Broncos? Jaquan McMillan. Yeah. And I and I think, came out of nowhere. And I think it would be pretty much a slam dunk. Yeah. For me, anyway. And there's a couple of guys that you could probably put in that category, but in terms of a meaningful guy that made plays yeah. and consistently made plays, Jaquan McMillan, to me, was the guy that burst on the scene. Just for the sport of the conversation, I'll make my argument. Go, babe. You are absolutely right if Mims was a first-round pick, but he wasn't. No. He was a second-round yep. pick. You expect first-round picks to hit. Of course, they fail 50% of the time. The fact that Mims has that number two next to his name on the draft board, Mims is a pro bowler. He is. Mims was a difference maker every single time he touched the ball, or it feels like every single time he touched the ball, 
on special teams. I could vote for either guy, yep. but the fact that McMillan it's good to have options, right? Right. <laughs> the fact that McMillan was undrafted is what makes it so incredible. Kind of like when Chris Harris went undrafted, yep. and you're thinking, "Who is this guy?" And then clearly, we found out who he was. When you look at McMillan, Mims, and Miners, which of those three guys? has a chance to be a consistent standout player in the NFL in the next three to five years. Pick one. Miners. I think he is at the beginning of his powers. But Mims... That is, is, is that Ben Powers? <laughs> is that no, Ben it's Powers? Not. No, it's not. But I will say this, and I think you and I have been very consistent about this. The intrigue over Marvin Mims is real. Yeah. And... Marvin Mims has a potential upside as a diverse talent, both as a returner and a receiver, that's very intriguing. We only got to see little bits and pieces of it receiving. Maybe there's more there. You hope there's more there. Uh, You hope he's more than just a damn good um, returner in his career. I think he has the capacity. Okay. Is there... I don't want to use the word concern or does it worry you? But do you think it is possible? And this is a compliment, but also a slight as well. Yeah. Do you think that Mims, and I don't mean this literally, because I'm talking about some of the greatest who ever played the game at their position. Okay. Are you potentially a little concerned that Mims turns into Billy White Shoes Johnson or Devin Hester? Unbelievable return guys who just couldn't get it done as wide receivers. Well, you picked two pretty good guys that, that, that if they that, had careers, if you had a career no, that's like... that's why I said it. Right, if you had careers but, like those guys. But, but, yeah, I, but, but I see where but you're coming from. But they were never from. wide yeah. receivers. Right. And that's yeah. why they were drafted. Yeah. They were drafted in theory. Well, I don't know if... I Actually, I don't even know if White Shoes Johnson. And I know Hester was, was a wide receiver. Oh, Billy but, White Shoes Johnson was a receiver. Okay, yeah. so, so with that, I know I picked two of the top guys. I get that. Yeah. But the point is, they got pigeonholed into working mm-hmm. on special teams yeah. and were really never good enough to be consistent wide receivers. So my question is based on where they are right now, where he is right now after one season. Yeah. I think the answer is yes. I'm concerned, but I, but you and I, we watch him every day. Yeah. We watch how he prepares. We watch how he practices. He's got a little, and I'm not making the comparison parallel. He's got a little certain in him where he digs the process, he works on his craft, he's not the same kind of natural, gifted talent walking in and taking over from day one that Pat Sertan was. I'm not saying that, but he's got a little bit of what makes Pat Sertan go in him. If How that translates or if it translates to him being a better receiver remains to be seen. How do you use them? How would, I mean, I don't think that we still have an understanding of how they want to use them. They tried to use him, you know, in kind of these reverses and jet sweep things and stuff like that and had very limited success with him. So do they use them outside? Do they use them in the slot? Do they, do they move them around? I, I, I don't think that they've totally defined how they use Marvin Mims, but I think they need to because I think he's a weapon. We know he's a weapon in the return game. Well, for starters, they have to. 
Yes. What concerns me is, is that Sean Payton never figured it out. And he is the offensive genius. He never figured out how to use Marvin Mims. When, if we are being completely honest, Cortland Sutton had a very, very good year. Specifically, though, in the red zone, Jerry Judy was up and down. And then who was really your third wide receiver? Yeah, you didn't really have one. You never really right. used anybody. No, now, I agree. Now, I'm sure Sean will say, well, Sean, uh, Russell couldn't make those throws. And that's why we didn't use him. We get another quarterback in here. Well, I don't know. Uh, Stidham played a couple games, right? Mm. Did they really use Mims then? Mm. 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 I, I thought, mm. I thought, Silence. I thought the Broncos, mm. Mm. I thought their passing attack this year was kind of a one-trick pony. Right. Really? How, how I, do you not figure out how to use Marvin Mims? And every week it was the same thing. Yeah, we need to get him more involved. Yeah, we need to get him more involved. Okay. Thanks, thanks, and he, and, thanks and, for the record that keeps on skipping because you have a broken needle. Sorry to date And he myself. did start getting more targets, but he wasn't that effective. Right. That's the issue. It's getting him yeah. effective. Right. So there's work to be done there, but I think that I'm a, I won't speak for you. I look at that as that's still a guy with a high ceiling. He's right. there as a, as a returner. Yeah. He made a few bad decisions, but but he's there as a returner. Now he needs to elevate his game with the same kind of potential as a receiver. Full disclosure, this next segment I am titling a couple of cocktail segment. <laughs> I had a couple of cocktails last night. Good for you. Okay. Nice. Take the edge off. And I thought this would be a really cool segment to discuss. We talk about the Mount Rushmore of Denver. I was surprised you went there. All the time. But there's going to be a twist on it. The Mount Rushmore of Denver of players who are retired and then the Mount Rushmore of players who are currently playing. Mm. Which one is better? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Monday. There's a restaurant consignment auction for refrigeration. Cooking, heating, seating, small wares, and much more. Auction is open at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Nola Jane Restaurant and Bar. Let Nola Jane spice up your next trip to Lodo with the best Cajun cuisine in Denver. If I would have told you six years ago, Seven years ago, what's the Mount Rushmore of Denver? Is it fair to say if you had to pick somebody from each sport, would it be Elway for the Broncos? Yes. Likely Alex English 
for the Nuggets. Yes. Joe Sackick. Yes. And Todd Helton. I would say. Or Larry or Walker. Or Larry Walker. Those Either guys are one. interchangeable. Well, six years later, Mount Rushmore would need a major facelift. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like someone on call to wipe off one face and, and chisel in a new one. <laughs> so if that is your Mount Rushmore of six years ago, and that's not a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We're not talking 20 years ago. We're talking six years ago. Let's look at guys who are currently playing who could be on the Mount Rushmore. For the Nuggets, it's obviously Jokic. Mm-hmm. For the Avalanche, you could pick McKinnon or McCarr. Mm-hmm. Pick your favorite guy. For the Rockies, it would be Arenado. And for the Broncos, it would likely be Von Miller. Who what yeah. what guy currently playing? Currently playing. Currently playing. Right. It would that I I'd say you're right. I mean, it wouldn't be Pat Sertan. Yeah. No. It would no. be Von Miller. Yeah. Yep. So with that, which Mount Rushmore is better? The guys who are retired or the current ones? Current. I don't think there's any doubt. I think the current. And you've got two choices from the Avs. Right. I mean, you got two guys throwing high elbows right. to get onto the Mount Rushmore, and neither one of them would be a wrong pick. I mean, think about this for a second. And I say this with all due respect to Joe Sack. Oh, my God, of course. Now, listen, the Avalanche, the Avalanche, if they win one more cup with McKinnon and McCarr, now they are on the same level as Joe, who right. won two. Yep. This is not a knock on Joe Sackick. Joe Sackick famously, and I told you this yesterday, would do this. In a big game, when the game was tied, he would calmly skate by the bench and very calmly, in the way Joe does, would look at his teammates and say, I got this. And most of the time he did. Yeah. That's how clutch he was. I got this. And guys used to laugh like, God, that's kind of arrogant, but coming from Joe, it's not. And then he always seems to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Not a knock on Joe. So now if you had to combine them, oh, I can make a case that three of the current guys would erase the faces of three of the older guys. Jokic, for sure, would erase Alex English. No disrespect to Alex. No. McKinnon or McCarr, you can make the case. You can make the case. <clears throat> How much do you count? Sackick's administrative Stanley's Cup, Stanley Cup, and Elway's Super Bowl as an administrator. What does how, that mean? how how much does that factor in? If if we're looking at, are we looking them at them only as players, or are we looking at them as players slash administrators? Meaning what they mean to the organization? Yes. Played the whole career. A, a, played their I, whole career. Well, I, played their whole careers, and then. Taking over as general managers, won championships. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to include. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. Well, I'm talking about as players. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Then I think it makes then. Yeah, I think John's still there. Absolutely, John is still there. Although, no, I would disagree. John, you take Vaughn over John? No. Oh, no. Okay. And I've said this before. So, remember, I'm going to litigate this. Because I'm going to make the rules here. And the reason I'm going to make... You know I, like, why? I like that. You know why I'm going to make the rules? Why? Because you didn't tell me you wanted to make the rules first. Yeah, that's fine. If you wanted to make the rules first, I'd go by your rules. 
we're not going to have Tony Dorsett like people on the Mount Rushmore because they played here for a cup of coffee. Yeah, they don't come. You had to have played at least, at least four years in Denver mm-hmm. to be considered on the Mount Rushmore. See, now you bring Peyton Manning into the, and into I would, the mix. And I would put Peyton Manning over Elway, despite the fact John Elway is the most important person in Denver sports history. Okay. And then include his administrative stuff as well. But as far as purely playing the position of quarterback, who was the best quarterback in Broncos history? It was Peyton Manning. But I'll I'll acquiesce and say it's John Elway. I'm fine with that. So where are you? Elway or Manning? It doesn't really matter to me because I'd get a lot of pushback if I said Manning. I think Manning Manning had two of the three best years of his career, two of them were here in Denver. Manning, 2012, 2013 were two of the top three statistics. It is undeni- he undeniably, let, let's put it another way. He had the two greatest years as a quarterback in Denver Broncos history. Well, he had the greatest year as a quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, but but we're talking about Denver Broncos, yes. four years, Mount Rushmore. He had the two competitively, yep. the two best years of any quarterback in the history of the Denver Broncos. What I'm about to say, so that's fair. What I'm about to say is not a knock, but when you look at when you look at John Elway's statistics, they don't jump off the page. It's at a, you. It, it, it was a different era, but it, it, yeah, I hear you. He had 300 touchdowns right. and something like 223 interceptions. Yeah, but again, it was a different era. Mm-hmm. By the way, when we look at Joe Sackick, okay, if we're going to be fair about this, Joe Sackick is ninth all time yeah. in points, right? In NHL history, ninth all time. Will McKinnon get to that? I don't know. I, but if you don't want to pick McKinnon, that's fine. And I'm cool with that. However, McCarr is neck and neck, on pace, even, in a horse race match, nose-to-nose with Bobby Orr. Say that again. Nose-to-nose with Bobby freaking Orr. Correct. And and, and for defensemen, as we know, it's not it's about not, I mean, it's, it's about, and you talk about Bobby Orr, and that's an, that's an, if you're even in that conversation, that's pretty remarkable. He was he was trying to get he got his 299th point, talking about McCarr, right in Boston, in the same number of games that it took Bobby Orr to get to 300, and he was playing in Boston in the shadow of Bobby Orr's statue. Right. How great are sports, man? How great our sports. If he had gotten one more assist, it would have been his 300th career point, and he would have matched or in his, what, 237th game or whatever the number is. Right. In Boston, where Orr played. Damn. So here's here's something to put in perspective for you with Sackick and McKinnon. With mm-hmm. the track that McKinnon is currently on, Sackick played 1,378 games. Yeah. 1,641 points. <laughs> over a point a game. That's if amazing. You, if you project that out, Nathan McKinnon has played in 757 games. Mm. Let's just, for the math reasons, 
bring that to 750, that's 1,500 games. Yeah, double it. Okay. So that means he would have played more games than Joe Sackick by roughly 122 games. Okay. When you look at the point total for the pace that he's on, he would have 1,681 points. Mm. That's 41 more games than Sackick. And I'm sorry, that's 120 more games than Sackick, mm-hmm. roughly. Yep. But only about 40 more points. Yeah. So right now he is behind Sackick's clip. Although barely, but he now and not even barely. Uh, not not a although decent his amount. pace is picking up. Yes. Is his last year and a half, his pace has picked up considerably. Right. But so I don't think there's much to choose. I I think even being able to have the discussion about <laughs> Nathan McKinnon in the same breath as Joe Sackick right now yep. talks loudly about how much we think about Nathan McKinnon. You'll have a better case to make a chance from uh, a case from a car. Yes. Then you will sack it, but it's not apples to apples. Because no. one's a defenseman, the other's a centerman. Yeah. And how flipping cool is it to have two guys like that? Two historic yep. talents playing on the same unit in the same city. And as far as Arenado and Helton goes, all due respect to Todd Helton, who just got into the Hall of Fame, right. Nolan Arenado could retire tomorrow and be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. There would be no doubt. He he would not be waiting by the phone for years and years and years. You'd have And some, that's not to diminish no. waiting by the phone. That but it's the difference in a guy that goes in on the first ballot and a guy that goes in on the sixth or the tenth, as Larry Walker did. I, look, you're a Hall of Famer. There right. aren't degrees of I, I would argue right. there aren't degrees of Hall of Famers. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. Right. There isn't a penthouse suite, Dion. There isn't a penthouse. I think there. Honestly, I don't disagree with him. Well, I, I hear I you, but I, but I, I don't know. I, I, no, I do know. You're a Hall of Famer, but if for purposes of the discussion we're having, a compare and contrast. Nolan Arenado, who played eight years with the Colorado Rockies, and it was the eight best years that you can find in Colorado Rockies history, period, period. I think the one thing, taking a step back, because you asked about executiveship, when you you look into Elway and Sackick, they each have championships as a player and as an executive. Right. And not some low-level executive. The guy who ran the show. That's pretty unbelievable. The difference is... John hit his, he he climaxed, and then it. A little too early for that. And he backed off. Although for some. Joe Sackick has stayed at, he won, and has stayed at a championship level. Well, it helped. It helped that they were really bad, and they were able to have a bunch of top five picks, right? Well, John did it in the reverse. He was really good, then he got really bad. Well, no, what I'm saying for Sackick is. He took over some teams that were really bad, right? And then had a, then had the first overall pick with McKinnon, and then I believe had the second or third overall pick with Landeskog, and McCarr was fourth. And Ranton and Ranton, I believe, was top ten. Yes, that kind of helps. But you made good picks yes. with draft picks. Well done. 
What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? It was not the Nuggets night last night in New York City. And out of the quarterbacks left, which has the most to gain with a victory this weekend? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. Reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, there's a restaurant consignment auction for refrigeration, cooking and heating, seating, small wares, and more. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, uh, Nuggets were blown out last night at Madison Square Garden, losing to the Knicks 122-84. to Only Nikola Jokic seemed to show up as he put in 31 points, grabbed 11 rebounds. Uh, the Nuggets host the Sixers tomorrow afternoon in a nationally televised game. Did it look like the Nuggets kind of just wanted to go home and get this road trip over with? Yep. I mean, I don't know what more to say. I mean, when you get your ass kicked by, like that, um... That's the end of a and, – and this sounds like making excuses, and I'm not going to do it. It's it, it had all the look of a end of a long road trip that, by the way, took them from Washington to Indiana, then back to New York. Thanks, travel agency NBA. Appreciate that. But still, a 3-2 and two road trip. Wish you would have performed a little better in New York. It's a big stage, but whatever. They're flying charter. I know, I know. That's that's. I, I mean, enough I get with the hyper. I mean, I get so that. They're charters. I mean, I get yeah. that. All the food they want. Sure. All right. Just in case you missed it, happy birthday to Bob Euchre, legendary broadcaster. He turns ninety today, um, and he was maybe best known for his role in Major League. Here's a here's a clip of Harry Doyle as he was uh, portrayed in Major League. <laughs> Coleman steps in, a two eighty one lifetime hitter. Taylor with a sign, Vaughn into his motion and the pitch. Outside of Charles Barkley, there is no more entertaining of a former pro athlete than Bob Euchre. But he was the original. 
No? I, I, no, I agree. I Just absolutely. Just a bit outside. Harry Carey was pretty damned entertaining in his own right. You know, Because he, he was drunk. Well, in, in, and in a different way. I mean, Because he was drunk. Euchre played the game. Yeah. So, Poorly. I mean, but he always made fun of it. He was beyond yeah. self-deprecating. He did not take himself and doesn't take himself very seriously. Dang good at what he does. Here's the difference between Bob Euchre and Harry Carey. Bob Euchre would say, I was self-deprecating. And Harry Carey would say, hey, I'm self-defecating. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk to any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. They can also have a sales staff that can help you redesign your entire kitchen. You want extra low pricing, go to their clearance center in Denver. Hey, how about the guy in the sombrero? Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. And as Steve Stone would say, yes, Harry, it was a little bit outside. Hey, get me another Bud one. Steve hey, he, uh, Stone has lasted a long time, though, hasn't he? He has. Actually, he and Les yeah. were very, very, very good friends. Oh, I didn't know that. They're very close yeah. friends, yeah. 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 Uh, but he has lasted. He has survived. Yeah. He has evolved. He's a good broadcaster. One of the best ever yeah. as a color man. No question. Right. One of my favorites, in fact. And by the way, that was a really bad Harry impersonation. I need to have a few more cigarettes to get myself in the mood to to try and do Harry again. Or be like you were last night when you had a couple of pops. Have another Budweiser. That a boy. Here comes Lee Ely out of the dugout. <laughs> right? My favorite broadcast of all time though is joe buck with mike shannon yeah when shannon apparently was saucing pretty hard yeah and they're like in the 11th inning of a game and buck is going along and and calling the game and all you hear is and his next remark is good night mike (laughs) good night mike coming up after the break it's hard (laughs) to believe that arguably the greatest head coach of all time could be done as a head coach. And that was kind of made official yesterday. That's next.